Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Money Watch ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Tuesday, April 12th. And we, Mark Telercio and I, are here to help you make the next best financial decision that you can make. Hello, Mark. Bonjour, comment ça va? Oh boy, you've got to decide which language. Are you going to rotate just French, Mandarin, uh, Italian? What else, any other languages you want to put in there? I'm sticking with French for the time being, at least until we get through our trip to Paris later this year. How long are you going to be away for? Because Mark and I, just to be clear, have decided we are taking the month of August off, which I can't really do. But from I'm going to we're going to take a month off from each other because I think that's how you build a very nice, good working relationship. So how long are you actually going to be traveling for? I think it's like 10 days. 10 days is a lot. Yeah, especially the first time with Theo. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. And you're all set. You got your your all your passports. Does he have a pa- his passport? Yeah, we got his passport basically right after we, he was born. So we thought we, we, we would be doing some traveling. And then, of course, COVID hit. So, yeah, he has it, though. And does he have global entry or not? Uh, application has been conditionally approved. The interview is in early July, so he'll be good. I mean, you never know what he could say in that interview. You better watch him. Like, what do they do? Do they fingerprint a toddler? How does that work? I have no idea how it works. I think they do. I think they do. Um, And I love global entry. You know what I also did? I just did clear. I was in the airport. I found out that American Express Platinum holders get it for free for three years. So I'm like, yeah, forget I'll do it. Why not? Anything to get through a line quickly. Global entry also gets you um, TSA pre, you know. So that's good. All right. Well, there it is. The travel schedule of the best executive producer in the world. And um, and I hope that you guys are getting a chance to book some travel, looking forward to it. So, yeah, it's going to be kind of cool. How are you going to handle this, though? Like when you're away, what if I have some like annoying, you know, need from you? I, I think we've learned over the course of the last two years that we can be anywhere and do what we need to do. So that won't be a problem. What was the hardest was when you were in London or when I was in London? Which was harder? 
because we were we were there at different times. Remember, I feel like it was harder for me because that was before we had like a lot of the systems down. I kind of blazed the trail using the bureau. Yeah, can you imagine like nowadays if if you were in London or, or it was me in London, we wouldn't even have to go to the bureau. Oh my god, and that bureau was so far away from my apartment in London. Oh, that thing was a tr- was a good hour on the tube. At least, although that's when I first started to really listen to podcasts, because remember, I was listening to Serial. I remember that so well, that goddamn hour. Oh, man, it was brutal. Anyway, thanks to my colleagues at CBS for letting us use the bureau. I'm sure I'll never go back there. All right, let's go and talk to somebody because this lovely man has been listening to our chatter. It's Aaron, who is on the line from North Carolina. Tell us about what brings you to our airwaves today. Yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. Um the question is more geared for my parents rather than myself. Okay. Mom and dad, they're 65 and 60. And dad wants to retire next year. Um, and mom it wants to be shortly behind that. Um, they don't have a lot of money saved for retirement. And because of that, we'll rely pretty heavily on Social Security. There's no debt, thankfully. But you know they didn't really have a, an anti-jill to coach them through adulthood. So they didn't make you know the best financial decisions. Um, I think it's kind of common, very much of a generation in the South, especially that, you know, just wants to pay down debt. Um, I think they paid off their mortgage like 10 years early and then started saving for retirement. Anyway, because of this, my sisters and I feel a little guilty. Mm. Um, You know, we're first generation college students. um, So going to college was very important to them. So thankfully, we had, you know, 90% tuition covered, uh, but they definitely covered that last bit. And supported us um, living expenses, you know, when we were in college. Looking back, they had no, you know, reason to do that um, or no business doing it, really. Mm, right. Like, what were you thinking? But whatever, they did it. Exactly. Um, yep. You know, now we're super thankful, you know, coming out of college debt free put us leaps and bounds mm-hmm. above our colleagues and whatnot. But if the time comes when they need support, my sisters and I will absolutely help them. Um, And we want to make sure, you know, is there anything we can do now, um, whether that be a long-term care insurance policy, um, something along those lines to make that easier in the future, or Mm -hmm. is the best thing that we can do is take care of ourselves um, so we can be in the position to help them if the time comes. Okay. Let's drill down some numbers here. So you said mom's 60 and dad's 65. So did you say your father, he wants to retire? How much is he earning right now? He's earning probably about 85. Okay. And does he put money away for retirement or not? They do. Yeah. They, they put a, about 10% of their income. In. Okay. Okay. And mom, how much does mom earn? Probably around 45 to 50. And you said the house is paid for, right? Correct. How much is the house worth? You know, there's not really comparables in that area. They have a lot of property. Um, so I'm going to guess somewhere between four and 500. Okay. Good. If you look at um, right now, uh, the 401k account values approximately together, how much? I'm guessing somewhere around 300. What my dad told me is when he wants to retire, you know, he wants to have 350 in a 401k. So somewhere around 325 to 350. Okay. Any cash that's uh, floating around, just, you know, like a bank account or bonds or, you know, like something safe? That's floating in their lives? Not sure the amount, but somewhere in the 30 to 40 range. And would you say that's about it for the assets, the house, the 401ks and the savings accounts? That's about it. You know, they do. uh, (laughs) Grandma is living with them currently. (laughs) Oh, my. How old's grandma? 
Grandma's 90. She'll be 95 this summer. How is she? Is she in good shape? No, no. It's going down the past couple months. But Whose I mean, mom is it? It's dad's mom. But she collects Social Security, so she that's how she contributes to the household? Absolutely, yeah. So I think she covers, you know, groceries and, you know, it's not paying them rent, so to say, but um, definitely, you know, okay. expenses every now and then. 95. You know, I was visiting my 98-year-old mother-in-law over the weekend. It's a long time to live. That's like a long, long time. And it sucks at the end though, right? Because it's like, eh, these last, like when they start to go downhill, like we noticed this right after COVID, I would say that we really did notice it. Like she had taken a turn much, just lost a lot. And I think it has a lot to do with COVID and stuff. It's a bummer, but you are where you are, I guess. So to say a little bit on that, she, um, as kind of dark as this sounds, she does have a little bit 80 to 100 in cash. Will your parents inherit that or split that with somebody? Uh, they'll inherit it. And you you said you got some siblings. Did you say two siblings? Yep, two sisters. The three of you are in good financial shape. Each of you has a good financial foundation. We are, yep. Great. Okay. If dad were to retire next year or whatever, he can claim Medicare. But mom... Uh, I don't know. What, if she stops working, that's not a great thing. So, is she miserable at work? Like, what's the what? What do you think is her? What do you think she wants to happen? I hear that dad wants to retire, but what about what does mom really want to happen? What mom wants, especially once my dad retires, they're going to be wanting to you know go places. We they do have sorry another asset. They have um, a third of a vacation property that they about three hours away. So they'll want to go down there a good bit. And she's able to re- work remotely. Oh. So in, in actuality, I think she she will at least make it to... 65. I would hope so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that just makes more sense, right? What do you think are their expenses? If dad stopped working in a year, would they be able to exist on mom's salary? Or do we need dad to get to Social Security, the full retirement age of 67 or whatever it is? Yeah, I think they, they can make it on... 50 to 60 grand a year. And do you happen to know what your father's social security benefit would be? I want to say it's like around 2,500 bucks a month. It's harder to focus than ever these days. Thankfully, C4 has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus, containing 200 milligram of natural caffeine, a blend of vitamins and zero sugar. It was formulated to support your well-being and help you feel your best, all while enhancing mental focus. From your brain to your body, C4 Smart Energy does it all and tastes amazing. Look for Smart Energy in the beverage aisle at your local Kroger, Albertsons, and Safeway grocery stores. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Here's what I think the game plan should be. You ready? Yes, here. Tell dad to suck it up and work till his full retirement age. 67. The good news is since he has somehow targeted 350 in his brain in terms of a 401k, you you can say, you know, I spoke to these uh, financial people, Jill and Mark. They agree that you should be like continue to he's going to need two more years. I want him to get to full retirement age before he claims social security. He turns 67, he claims his social security benefit. Now, mom, of course, is going to keep working. It's a bummer for her to be, would be a bummer for her to work so much of those five years, just like with him gone. So I think that like him working two more years is good. Then for three years, 
she figures out how to shuck and jive, right? It should be easy for her to do it because, as you said, she can do a little remote work and that's fine. And it seems to me that that would be a pretty good place to land that, you know, if she's making her 45000 a year and he's collecting Social Security, there's your 75000 then you pay your tax that's due and they're living okay. She hits 65. She claims Medicare. The question becomes, Mark, what do we do between that moment, 65, and her full retirement age? Does she take half of his and then wait to go on her own record? What do you think happens? What's the best claiming strategy? I'm guessing that's probably going to be the best scenario since it sounds like he was the higher wage earner. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. So what we think, and you have to check this out at Social Security, that she turns 65 she claims half of his. So instead of $2,500 a month, she's going to get $1,250 a month. She does that for two years. And then we see what happens at her full retirement age of 67. We see whether or not her benefit alone, she, whether she switches to her own benefit, it might be more, may not be. I don't know. We have to see what Social Security says. Okay. Now, What's happened in between, let's call it, um, you know, let's say the next two years, two to five years is I think a couple of things. Obviously, the money from grandma is going to come in eventually. So at at some point, instead of having 30 or 40,000 of of savings, there's going to be 100, 150. We'll see what it is because maybe they're going to have to spend some money on grandma, right? Now they've got, let's just presume that they've got four grandish a month coming in or 3500 of social security eventually then they're going to have to pull money out of their 401k and start supporting themselves interestingly there was an article in the uh, new york times about reverse mortgages by a woman named susan garland what was interesting i found about this is that the you know we've always been sort of scared of reverse mortgages they tended to have a lot of fees and they're very complicated sort of scary stuff you know and and even in this article it there was a like a nod to that like conventional wisdom among financial planning community was like okay this is a last resort you wait till you're older but listen to this a growing number of researchers say these loans could be a good option for people earlier in their retirement. I think this might be something to consider. It's not easy to do it on your own, but the first thing I'd love for you to do, Aaron, is for you and your siblings to just read through this article and sort of gather some information because that could be a place where you get a little bit of flexibility. So I think that could be an opportunity to kind of make it work. The downside is, you know, it's a process. They could find themselves in a place where, you know, maybe it makes sense for for your dad to use this, use a reverse mortgage and wait until his social security benefit claiming happens at, say, at age 70. I don't know. Like, we'd have to look at the numbers, but there is an opportunity here. And it may be a good one. Do they have their estate planning done? They do. I'm not sure they're going to have to even help out, Mark. What do you think? No, and I was going to say, even if the reverse mortgage, they look into it and it's not what they want to do, they still come close because they have their social security. And by that point, they'll have, you know, around 400000 in retirement. Even if they pull 2% out a year, like eight grand, that gets them close to where they need to be each year. I think so too. I would not go crazy with long-term care for them. I really wouldn't. It's going to be very expensive. 
is dad miserable at work? I just want to make sure I'm not consigning him to like be like, oh, you know, actually I have the worst job in the world. I work at a prison and people are horrible to me. No. Um, I mean, does he love waking up and going to work every day? Probably not. Oh, who does? Except me and Mark. <laughs> every year they work, it gets a little bit easier. I don't, I don't think it's as dire as you th- might think it is. I think they're really close. I do too. And I think the reverse mortgage might be interesting in that it might give you a little extra flexibility. That's what I do think. And, I, and I'm glad you said that because I was I was going to mention it, but I felt kind of goofy just because. Uh, no, no. I, I'm Honestly, I would never have mentioned it. So in the Times article, there is a guy who is quoted who I actually know about. I don't know him personally, but his name is Wade Fow. And he's a super geeky number cruncher guy. I know him through the financial planning world. He has this, uh, he's got a, uh, what's the company? Here it is, retirementresearcher.com. Mark, let's put this on the resource section. Retirementresearcher.com. They've got a calculator to help you get an idea of how much a HECM, which is the home, which is basically the reverse mortgage, will pay you. So I think that that could be a good place for you to kind of poke around and start and read the article. Like I think you, I started doing a little bit of a deep dive. This is how I waste hours upon hours of my weekends because I went to the, I went to him. I I talked to a friend of mine. I'm like, is that the same guy that we met at this other conference? Yes, it is. Okay, great. So he's the real deal. Right, right. So, you know, I think that we have to all be willing to shift our, you know, like my, I will say, I have to be willing to shift my assumptions. You know, it's like me saying, I hate annuities, except there are some good annuities now. So I'm willing to say, yeah, no problem. You know, it's, it's really reasonable to say that as products or um, ideas uh, start to evolve, that our thinking evolves, we can do that. So I don't want to be one of these people who's like, so stuck in my ways. That would make me an old fart, which I am already, but I don't want to be about these things. Aaron, do you feel okay about this? Feel a lot better. Thank you guys so much. I like that. See that, Mark? We make him feel we peace of mind granted. Aaron will let us know what he finds out. And if you are trying to help your parents or grandparents or family members and you want to run a situation by us, we'd love to have you on the air. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and you will be able to complete the form and tell us if you want to come on the air. We drop our episodes here every Tuesday and Thursday. Mark Talercio is our co-host and executive producer. We're distributed by CBS. Lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you on Thursday. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.